1: Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's National National Seniors Day today and it's a good time then to talk about retirement savings. There are some unsettling numbers in a new poll from BDO Canada that finds that 32%, that's nearly a third of people over 55, have no retirement savings and 34% that's just a touch, over a third are not on track to save enough. In fact, the number of Canadians not prepared for retirement has increased since last year. We know that a huge proportion of Zoomers help their adult children financially. We also know that the cost of living is rising. So what can we do to ensure more financial security. I'm going to give the numbers out again. I would like to hear from you. Um are you uh, are you good? Uh do you are you worried about your retirement savings? Are there specific barriers to saving enough money? Uh, what's your situation? 416 360 toll-free 866 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Doug Jones, who is the president of BDO Canada Limited, and Keith Emery, the director of operations at Credit Canada Debt Solutions. Hey, guys.
2: Hello. Hello. Hi, Libby.
1: Hi. Uh, let's start with you, Doug Jones. Was there anything in this survey that you did that surprised you?
3: Um, it, was, um, it wasn't was really a surprise, but what we did see is that the amount of debt that Canadians are carrying is increasing in all forms. And for a number of years now, we've been trying to talk about getting people on budgets and um, addressing their long-term financial goals. So, as you saw things like you mentioned at the top of the show, a retirement savings rates decreasing. Uh, That is a concern to us. So I'm not sure it was, I'd say it was surprising, but it was definitely a concern and something we'd like to get people to address.
1: Okay. And uh, Keith, we also know that a a growing number of seniors are carrying debt. That used to be a total no-no.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a surprise to me. Um, I remember from counseling days, even, you know, many years back, seeing a lot of seniors coming in who are living on very limited incomes, and I think it, it's easy with the cost of living rising and wages staying relatively stagnant. Um, as Doug alluded to, sometimes they're using credit to fill that hole. And then they get caught in kind of a debt spiral where the the interest rates on that, those forms of credit just start to sink them even deeper into uh, a position of not being able to save.
1: Uh, Doug Jones, you mentioned budgets. It, it is the problem... on? Inability or an unwillingness to budget, or the is the problem just that it, you know there's not enough money.
3: Um, so uh, I would I'm going to throw out another couple of statistics for you that um, you might find surprising. So um, in Canada, the fastest growing statistic of people having to file a bankruptcy or consumer proposals are actually seniors sixty five plus. And the reason for it is carrying debt into retirement. And that can be for a variety of reasons, as you've noted. It could be helping, uh, kids. It could be sandwich generation. They were helping, uh, people, uh, their, their parents. Um, there's, uh, they could have not had sufficient income that they were able to afford to save for retirement. And, but as you enter into retirement, if you drop to a, a lower, uh, retirement income funded by, company pension plans, CPP, or your personal savings, your income generally declines. So the goal, of course, is to enter retirement with as little debt as possible. Um, You said, what's the reason for it? Um, The number one reason that was cited in our survey uh, was 38% said, I just can't afford to save for retirement. Um, And the second one was that they actually needed to pay off their existing debt before they could work on trying to save for retirement.
1: Wow, that's, I mean, I can just imagine if, if you know, a lot of people uh, are continuing to work, and that's great if you can, but it's not always possible.
3: No, it's not. Um, just yesterday, I, I met an individual who, he works in the trades, and he said, you know, 10 years ago, I thought I could continue working forever. He's now 60 and said, physically, I cannot continue the work I'm doing because it's a, it's a labor-intensive uh, industry he's in. He said "I just can't afford uh, my cost of living now because I can't generate as much money uh because my I'm getting older and just can't afford it
1: uh yeah, and uh you know sometimes people lose their jobs as they get older
3: absolutely uh job change is another uh large component to as you're near in retirement uh your affordability to to maintain your budget but that's why again I go back to. Knowing that information as early as possible and working on budgets as early as possible, to me, is a key component. And I think Keith will agree with that because credit counselling is all about helping people deal with their budgets and how to uh, afford their living
1: Okay, I'd like to give the numbers out again and uh, audience out there, I would like to hear from you. Do you have specific challenges in trying to increase your savings? Uh, what is the biggest problem for you? Do you maybe help out your kids and grandkids? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-470. 40. And Keith Emery, when you start going through a budget uh, with people who are in a bit of trouble financially, what do you find is, say, the low-hanging fruit, if there is any? What do you find that people are able to cut or maybe aren't aware they're even spending? What are those kinds of things? Uh, that's,
2: I have to admit, when it comes to seniors on limited budget, that is a tricky question. Um, because meeting with some of the seniors that I've seen, when you look at the the budgets that they have and the way that they, they live, it, it's pretty hard to think of how they could be any more frugal. Um, but nonetheless, um, there is opportunities in some cases to try to reduce some of the discretionary spending. One area that, uh, that can make a pretty big difference in your budget is grocery spending. Mm. Um, some people treat it as sort of a fixed expense. Um, but in reality, there's you can make a lot of different decisions when you go to the grocery store. Um, so some seniors, I think, are exceptionally good at reducing these expenses. You know, they're coupon cutters. They're always looking for deals. Where you choose to shop can make a big difference. Um, in terms of some of the other fixed expenses, you know, I'm always af- afraid to send or to hand out suggestions in some cases because it may seem... I don't know if it's patronizing is the word for it, but uh, more radical solutions could be sharing living expenses. In some cases, we see some seniors moving back in with children to try to reduce their their living costs or downsizing. Um, So those are some other areas that you can focus on to try to find some savings in your budget.
1: Doug?
3: Uh, similar, uh, similar items, uh, is what I would suggest. We actually, um, I do see people that have moved in with kids, but one of the challenges I'm finding there is a number of seniors that I'm seeing have actually had pretty good credit. And so what they've been doing is to assist the kids, they've been taking on more debt using their good credit, but without the budget, I'm, I'm not certain that they're seeing how am I actually going to afford to pay this back. And so, you know, I just, this morning saw a lady <clears throat> that had a very significant amount of debt um, and she has moved in with her daughter to assist her daughter and her, her two kids. Um, but she's taken on a disproportionate amount of debt in order to assist the daughter and, and the two kids, uh, which has now left her in a very bad position. So again, this is where the budgeting becomes fairly important that if you're going to take on that debt what is the end goal or exit plan to be able to get out of that debt?
1: Well, can you be more specific? So is she taking on her daughter's debt or co-signing or or she sold a house and gave her... Sold I mean, how, how does that work exactly?
3: So sold a house, uh, used the equity to move into a new home that's owned jointly with the daughter, right. paying a disproportionate share of the expenses and using debt, Uh, to be able to afford that. And in this case, the level of unsecured debt had exceeded $100,000. And it was just not affordable. So anyways, we came up with a solution. We're going to be able to help her
1: out. So what is a solution to a situation like that?
3: Uh, In her case, because uh, there is some equity in the home and they don't want to lose the home, we've been able to work with her on a budget it's going to be allowed, uh, allow her to do what's called a consumer proposal. Okay. So consumer proposals where you don't lose your assets and retain your assets. You have a payment plan with the creditors that has no interest, no penalties, doesn't have to pay them back a hundred cents on the dollar, but is giving the creditors a, a solution that's better than bankruptcy. And I only need a majority in dollar value to agree to it. And then I can get a quarter that binds everyone. So it's a, it's a really good solution for a person like this.
1: Okay. Um, but uh, the next question is, okay, so maybe you can find a solution to get yourself out of trouble, but then um, that's a far cry from saving money for the future, Keith.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is the first step. Uh, you definitely want to avoid paying high interest uh, rates on a high interest debt. Um, say, I mean, paying down debt is equivalent to savings, really. It's just you're on the other side of the, the needle, so as you pay down debt, you are essentially saving. Saving. It's just once that debt gets to zero, then if you can continue to use that money that you are using to pay down the debt to then start putting away savings, um, that can start to build you up. Um, it's also just about maintaining your cash flow. In some cases, some seniors might not be able to build the amount of savings that they they necessarily need to retire. But even within retirement. Um, they're going to need any kind of surplus cash flow they have, any pension plans, to put towards living expenses. So, putting that towards, say, you know, high interest credit cards is is going to be fatal for their financial situation. Um, so, as Doug said, yeah, consumer proposals can be great solutions um, if you're in a situation where actually you have been able to save enough so that you're you still have a decent savings, but you're still carrying a lot of high interest debt, but maybe less debt than you have savings. Um Then, some potential options for you could be um, a low interest debt consolidation loan is is one possibility not always that easy to get, but if you have a decent credit rating, um you know approach your bank and see if you can consolidate that high interest credit card debt into a lower interest debt. Um, the key thing is that if you do consolidate, make sure to cut up all the cards other than you know the one that you absolutely need and try and keep that credit limit as low as possible to avoid the temptation to run those back up again. If that's not on the table, you can come meet with a credit counselor as well. We have some other options um, for uh, debt repayment as well.
1: Doug Jones, how do you know how much you need? There are all kinds of numbers that people float, some of them that are, you know, just scary. They're crazy high. Yeah, and and everyone's
3: circumstances are different. So I I don't, um, you know, maybe Keith has a defined number he's going to say, but what I do is, again, I circle back to, in retirement, what are your costs um, of living going to be? Uh, are you in a home that is paid for? Uh, so you're paying your property taxes and utilities. Are you renting? And I try to figure out what their cost of living is going to be to determine how much they're going to need. And then, you know, you can lose life expectancy tables and work backwards from there. But for everyone, it's different because the costs are very different depending on their living circumstances.
1: Uh, then there's the the one thing that I find that that people don't allow for, again, even if they're in fairly good shape, is is what's going to happen if if uh, you get sick, if you need care that's not covered. Keith Emery, is that a thing that that puts people in trouble?
2: Yeah, I mean it it, it can definitely land you in a situation. I mean, there's a lot of unexpected expenses that can be damaging to someone who's on a very tight budget. Um, to, to your original point and uh, around uh, how much you need, I'd say if you're getting close to retirement, this probably isn't the professional answer. Um, the, the, question, the the point is maybe you just try to save as much as you can um, in terms of if, if you put together an analysis that shows how much you need, you might find the number so daunting that it could be somewhat discouraging. Um, whereas if you just try to save as as aggressively as you can, any money that you can save towards your retirement is going to help out, even if it's not exactly a magic
3: number.
1: Uh, would you agree with that, Doug? Uh,
3: absolutely. The savings, as much as you can, i completely on board with that. Um Because if you try to live on CPP and OAS, and if you look at our survey, that's how 66% of the retirees were funding their retirement. That does not give you a lot of money. Um, you know, and say it was a couple, but then one passes away, then it becomes almost unaffordable. And so, any additional savings you can put towards your own personal savings funds are going to assist absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's much tougher for people who are single, and uh, that often means women who are widows.
3: Correct, and and I see those files all the time. And um, when you're living on OAS and CPP, and it's giving you sixteen, seventeen uh, hundred dollars a month. With our current rental rates and uh, cost of living, it's a very challenging situation.
1: So, overall, do you expect uh, these numbers, Doug, to get worse, the situation to get worse or to get better? Uh, you know, I think part of it is, you know, we've seen a lot of changes in the life cycle. People are living longer. And you know, uh, when when we were young, nobody thought, oh, I'm going to have to fund 30 or 40 years in retirement, potentially. Uh,
3: absolutely. So do I expect the situation to get worse? Unfortunately, um, I'm concerned that it will. Um, we do have a record debt-to-income ratio in Canada. That is at all demographics. Um, <clears throat> the more debt you have, the more interest uh, expenses you have with the ever-increasing cost of living and wages not really keeping on par with the growth in costs, um, the downward pressure on something in the budget has to be eliminated and it becomes retirement savings. I do see the situation getting worse unless people start really trying to focus on, as Keith pointed out before, as you go into your budget, what's discretionary, what's non-discretionary, where could I make some adjustments in order to make this work?
1: Hmm. I mean, it sounds hard to me, and and uh, you know, like Keith said, a l- lot of people who come in to see him are already, you know, living extremely frugally. Hmm.
2: Yeah. How I mean, are. I'd love. You know, we'd like to see a change in in cultural attitudes around money. Um, is you know potentially one thing that's got to happen, and unfortunately, maybe the catalyst for that is that things have to get bad. I wish it wasn't that way. I mean, I kind of look at inside my workplace because we all deal with it on a day-to-day basis, seeing how people live. There's sort of this culture um, around money that exists inside the workplace where everybody just by nature is very, very conscientious of what they spend and they all have a bit of an allergic reaction to debt. Um, I know that there are circumstances that make that difficult sometimes, but I would like to see in general people be very suspect of taking on high interest debt and and just maybe readjust um, some of their expectations around uh, around um, what they can and can't afford
1: i know that sounds like uh, tough medicine but it's something that we should all be thinking about that's about all the time we have for fight back for today thank you so much doug jones and keith emery
0: thanks for having on. thank you